Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome, Cameron. This happens to be Season 5 Episode six. Are you ready? I am ready. Good. Let's talk about who our mystery person was the last time. The mystery person from last time was none other than Frederick Douglass. So if you guessed Frederick Douglass, you were correct. Frederick Douglass, yes. And the book we used was Who Was Frederick Douglass by April Jones Prince. Let's do the vocabulary. Would you like to start? Okay. The first vocabulary word is a verb, and it means make someone a slave, and that vocabulary word is enslaved. The second vocabulary word we were looking for was an adjective. Definition is unwilling to give or spend, and the word was stingy. The last word is a noun, and the definition means an account of a person's life written by the person. And that word is autobiography. And now, I guess, Cameron is ready for superhero. superhero. That's right. I am. So, uh, the superhero from last time, uh, it came from Sesame Street. And it was none other than Super Grover. So, if you guessed Super Grover, you got the superhero correct. Very good, Cam. And now we're ready for the clues for our mystery person this week. And I think Cameron's going to begin. Yes. Clue number one. I was born into a poor family in 1857 in Derry Township, Pennsylvania. My family moved often, and I attended six schools in seven years and barely learned to read. Clue number one. I was born into a poor family in 1857 in Derry Township, Pennsylvania. My family moved often, and I attended six schools in seven years and barely learned to read. Clue number two. When I was 14, I left school and was apprenticed to a printer. I hated the loud and boring work. So... I threw my hat into the printing press and got fired. Clue number two. When I was 14, I left school and was apprenticed to a printer. I hated the loud and boring work. So I threw my hat into the printing press and got fired. Clue number three. Next, I was apprenticed to Joy Royer, candy maker at his ice cream parlor. 
I started out washing dishes and stirring big cauldrons of boiling sugar water. Later, I learned to make ice cream, taffy, lollipops, and marshmallows. Clue number three. Next, I was apprenticed to Joy Royer, candy maker at his ice cream parlor. I started out washing dishes and stirring big cauldrons of boiling sugar water. Later, I learned to make ice cream, taffy, lollipops, and marshmallows. Clue number four. Candy made me happy. So at age 19, I borrowed money to open the Spring Garden Confectionery Works in Philadelphia. But the price of sugar was high and profits were low. So my business failed after six years. Next, I opened a candy business in Chicago, and it failed. And then opened one in New York City, and it failed too. Clue number four. Candy made me happy. So I, I so at age 19, I borrowed money to open the Spring Garden Confectionery Works in Philadelphia. But the price of sugar was high and profits were low. So my business failed after six years. Next, I opened a candy business in Chicago, and it failed. And then I opened one in New York City, and it failed too. Clue number five. Undeterred, I moved back to Lancaster. I made caramels in one room shop, wrapped them by hand, and sold them from my pushcart. While other candy makers use wax in the caramels, I had learned after many experiments to use fresh milk to make my caramels creamy, not sticky. Clue number five. Undeterred, I moved back to Lancaster. I made caramels in a one-room shop, wrapped them by hand, and sold them from my pushcart. While other candy makers use wax in their caramels, I had learned after many experiments to use fresh milk to make my caramels creamy, not sticky. Clue number six. I cooked up all kinds of caramels, shaped like beans, which sold for 10 for a penny, or a fancy lotus flower, a five-pound box selling for a dollar. My motto was a caramel for every taste and every budget. Clue number six, I cooked up all kinds of caramels shaped like a bean, which sold 10 for a penny, or a fancy lotus flower, a five-pound box selling for a dollar. My motto was a caramel for every taste and every budget. Clue number seven, soon my rented room became a factory and my push cart a store. The store became the Lancaster Caramel Company and I was selling caramels to stores in England, China, and Australia. Clue number seven. Soon my rented room became a factory and my pushcart a store. The store became the Lancaster Caramel Company, and I was selling caramels to stores in England, China, and Australia. Clue number eight, 
Despite my success, I was always looking for new ways to make candy. So I attended the Chicago's World Fair, where I was infatuated with the mouth-watering aroma of melted chocolate. So I bought the entire German exhibit of the chocolate-making machines and had them shipped to Pennsylvania. Clue number eight. Despite my success, I was always looking for new ways to make candy. So I attended Chicago's World Fair, where I was infatuated with the mouth-watering aroma of melted chocolate. So I bought the entire German exhibit of the chocolate-making machines and had them shipped to Pennsylvania. Clue number nine. My dream was to create delicious milk chocolate in bars just for eating. So I stirred big kettles of milk, chocolate made from cocoa beans, and sugar for hours to find the perfect recipe. I hired scientists and workers from chocolate companies in Europe to try to learn the secret. Clue number nine. My dream was to create a delicious milk chocolate bar just for eating. So I stirred big kettles of milk, chocolate made from cocoa beans, and sugar for hours to find the perfect recipe. I hired scientists and workers from chocolate companies in Europe to try to learn the secret. Clue number 10. Years went by. Batch after batch failed until finally in 1900, I made a melt-in-your-mouth chocolate bar that stayed fresh on store shelves. I sold the Lancaster Caramel Company for $1 million so I could make more chocolate. I set up assembly lines in my factory to make chocolate bars more quickly. They sold for five cents a bar. <laughs> Clue number 10. Years went by. Batch after batch failed until finally in 1900, I made a melt-in-your-mouth chocolate bar that stayed fresh on store shelves. I sold the Lancaster Caramel Company for $1 million so I could make more chocolate. I set up assembly lines in my factory to make chocolate bars more quickly. They sold for five cents a bar. Clue number 11. In 1907, I created a floral-wrapped chocolate called a Kiss. Then later, my company introduced a chocolate syrup for families to stir into milk or pour over ice cream. Clue number 11. In 1907, I created a foil-wrapped chocolate called a Kiss. Then later, my company introduced a chocolate syrup for families to stir into milk or pour over ice cream. Clue number 12. I never forgot what it was like to be poor, so my wife and I created a school for orphaned boys to give them a free education, something I never had. Later, I donated my share of the company, about $60 million, to this school. Who am I? Clue number 12. I never forgot what it was like to be poor. So my wife and I created a school to give orphan boys a free education, something I never had. Later, I donated my share of the company, about $60 million, to this school. Who am I?
And now we're ready for the vocabulary words. Would you like to begin, Mr. Yes. Cam? The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means a large vessel such as a kettle or vat used for boiling. The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means a large vessel such as a kettle or vat used for boiling. The second vocabulary word is an adjective, and the definition is having a very strong but not unusually lasting feeling of love or attraction for something or someone. And remember, all of these vocabulary words are in the clues. The second vocabulary we're looking for is an adjective. Definition is having a very strong but not unusually lasting feeling of love or attraction for someone or something. The last vocabulary word is a verb, and it means one bound by legal agreement to work for another for a specific amount of time in return for instruction in a trade, art, or business. The last vocabulary word is a verb, and it means one bound by legal agreement to work for another for a specific amount of time in return for instruction in, tr in a trade, art, or business. And now, Mr. Cam, we are ready for your superhero. Yes, so our superhero for this week, it's a group of four. Group of four. And this group of four, they have a leader. And the four in the group, they are named after famous painters. And all four of the people, well, not all four in the group have different weapons. Whoa, different weapons. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give those clues again. So it's four. It's a group of four. They have a leader. The four in the group are named after famous painters, and all four use different weapons. So you're looking for the name of the group. Yes, looking for the name of the group. Oh, that's going to even, even Even Jeff's having trouble with that one. And I'll give you bonus. If you can name – so if you can name the group – and not only can you name the group, but name the the four and the group and their leader. You will get bonus points. Bonus you can name, points. Good name stuff. all five. Yes. Speaking of bonus points, how can people get in touch with us? Yes. So you can get in touch with us several different ways. So if you are using Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you're listening to this podcast on, there's a messaging app on that platform. So feel free to send us a message on whatever platform you are using to listen to our podcast. If you would like to send us an email, we have an email, and you can email us at frostbergclc, that's all together in all lowercase, at gmail.com. So once again, frostbergclc at gmail.com. So you can send us an email or... If you go to www.frostberg.edu slash CLC, and on the right-hand corner, you'll see a tab that says the CLC podcast. If you click on that, you can contact us on that, and then that will have additional information that you can access. Um, because when Dr. B is putting together these clues, um, there's a lot of information that he can include. So if you go to www.frostberg.edu slash CLC and you click on that podcast tab, you can find out additional information from all of our previous guests 
that we have done. Wow, that was so good, Cam. I'm going to try it. I, th I think that's going to work really well. We want to thank everyone yes. for listening to us. Thank you and very much. And before we quit, we need a clue for the next time. So I understand tomorrow in, in your classroom, in your work, you're going to have a speaker? I am. So tomorrow um, we're going to have a guest speaker, and the guest speaker is going to be talking about their job. And their job, what they do is they are a lawyer. A lawyer. Yes, a lawyer. Good clue. We want to thank everyone for uh, listening to our podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed it, and we will see you the next time. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. <laughs>